Guys, I hope you're doing better than I am. Because after watching the Celtics this week, I can't imagine that you feel much better than I have felt all season. Now, we start with a 28-point a lead to the Nets, the freaking Nets. And you give up a 28-point lead and 19 turnovers? Are you fucking joking? And then against the Knicks, I have a five-team parlay riding. And all they need to do is win the game. They don't even need to cover the spread. And they can't get that fucking done. They lose in overtime. Double overtime, excuse me. It's just, it's pathetic. It's horrible. I can't stand this fucking team anymore. And if you guys still believe that they're going to go all the way, you're out of your mind. Because they, they're mental midgets. They're no better than they were last year. And they will fall and crumble at the last second. <sighs> That's all I got. Go Bruins. <laughs> Worth pointing out, that is before tonight's Cleveland Cavaliers bed shitting. Seriously. Sorry, Aunt Penny. It's almost like he knew that was coming, too. I, I, I thought oh. that the Badger uh, call would be the best way to open this episode because I think we're as frustrated with the Celtics. That was, uh, that, you probably also thought that before <laughs> tonight's game. No, because I really did think that we were yeah. winning that game tonight. Right. But but even still, I, th- I think now it's like that that's exactly how I feel. Not not that there's no way that they're gonna win. I'm not I'm not jumping ship like Badger is, but it's just the last three games have not been good looks. There's a lot of glaring issues. A lot of glaring issues. This is a very, very talented team. We know that, but let's get into it. What's going on here? Not not good. Not good. The last four games, all losses. Yep. Two against two against the Knicks. Um, hold on, let me get this schedule. Which is which is also you know not not only are they losses, but you never want to lose to the Knicks. Um, gosh, why can't the internet just like work in your hand? I believe Knicks twice in last week. Uh, obviously the Nets, and then now the. Now the Cleveland game, I think there was one other game in the mix there that we did pull off. Uh, so it's four of five. Uh, yeah, in the middle of last week, we actually beat the Cavs. Does that drop us down to second in the league? or We've been second. Okay. We're now two ga- two full games behind Milwaukee. Hooray. Two ahead of, two ahead of Philly, so. I'd say comfortably in second, but we're on course to lose that by next week. Um, let me uh, let me start, but before we get into the game here, let me ask you. Look, we're clearly in a great spot still. We're not anywhere near the panic button. But what is your level of concern after these four games, especially these ones where they've blown double digit uh, leads and ended up losing in regulation or overtime? Even I mean, mostly overtime recently, but. What is your thought process of, like, what is going on? Where is this team going? What's happening? For being the dominant team in the East that we are, supposedly, uh, we haven't had a dominant win in almost three weeks. Uh, It was the 15th of February. We beat the Pistons 127 to 109. So you must have some level of concern then. Yeah, go to go to. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna run us through what what's happened since then. Overtime with the Pacers. 
I believe that was a double digit lead at one point blown. Sixers, we struggle all game. We pull that one out. We sneak out that Sixers game where we hit the game winner. Joel Embiid goes down to hit a, what we what would be a game tying to push overtime. He shot it too late. Oh Celtics right. Win. Then the Knicks handle us last Monday, one hundred nine to ninety four. That game sucked to watch, as we all know. Then we come back. We beat Cleveland one seventeen one thirteen. I believe that was another double digit lead that we squandered one by four. Blow this 28-point lead to the Nets. Lose by 10. Double overtime loss to the Knicks last night. Overtime loss to the Cavaliers where we had a double-digit lead once more in those last two games. Brutal. Yeah. Absolutely brutal. We can't hold leads. Uh, we, we, couldn't, we couldn't rest Jalen Brown and have him play like – he had to play 40 minutes and I know Tatum wasn't in, but like we're supposed to be deep. What's going on? So are we back? We're right back to like us literally never having a healthy team or us never having a team that plays together again. Like, I mean, how many times like this year the, have like we the actually call to rest Tatum tonight? I like the call to uh, rest Al tonight. Al has earned a break. Al has, kept us in most of these games that we are still losing uh as a top tier number three guy but the fall off is is astronomical i like pacing out malcolm brogdon but it hurts you know maybe maybe we don't go to overtime with the knicks last night by the way they don't have their best player last night let me okay hold well, on maybe maybe with, maybe with brogdon we do better last night so this has been like kind of a I mean, this has been a topic for discussion a lot over like over the last few years, but it seems like I've been seeing it a lot over the last week or two, this load management thing with all of these guys, you know, all these older players and whatnot being like I'm good with it for Al Horford. That that part I understand. But t- Tatum, for me for I, me, there's yeah. no excuse for a guy like Tatum, what he what he gets paid, what he's asked to do. He wants to I be think, the guy. No, I don't think it's a I don't think it's load management. I think his hands are very banged up. If it's if it he's is load management, he's got a ton of tape. I, I just I don't think it is with Tatum. I think Tatum, it's literally give him a game break to let that injury be a little less sore next game. But you what know, is next game? Like this that. this game is important. Like the Cavs are an important yeah. team to beat. I agree, and I think you know. I think without a double overtime, we see Tatum today, which goes back to closing out games more. I don't know. I, I mean, I I fully get the argument, but if it's a matter of not breaking a thumb or or his wrist, you know. Yeah. No. I, yes, I understand, but I don't know. I guess it's just. I do cut, think Tatum's a much more unsung injury, whereas like. Yeah, a lot of this load management stuff for people who are supposedly completely healed. It's crap. It's it's you know, it's ruining the game. I, the, the, you know, I I agree with the take that there just needs to be less games. There just does. It's it's worse than, it's a horrible product. Make them we have to make it we have to make every game important so that players won't get sat. That's what has to happen. That's the problem with tonight. Tonight's an important game. In the grand scheme of things, organizations don't feel like they matter. They don't get played. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's a lot. There's a lot to that. Like, there's a lot of opinions around it, and I just—it's hard. I'm mean, if if Tatum is genuinely 
nursing an injury, which I would imagine at this point in the season is definitely not out of the question. It's just if if this really is for a load management thing, it that bums me out. Yeah. And, and not that I want him to be injured either, but it's just, you know, I, I, I don't know. I guess maybe it's the, the hockey fan in me, and you, you very rarely see something like that where, you know, the load management for a hockey player is typically, you know, these guys get to skip morning skate or something like that, but they don't skip games and they don't sit out for yeah. games. And, you know, baseball is different, and, and football, you don't really see that either. So, no. um but but to your point, there's significantly less games. Uh, oh, it's, for, it's, only, it's only a problem in the NBA, right? It's only a product issue. It, it, you don't know. You don't talk about it in those other leagues. You certainly don't talk about it in hockey, right? And like you know, I think people would make the the roster size argument with hockey, but it's like yeah, and then you can make a physicality argument with sure. hockey too. Yeah, you know, it, I, in a way, I think it balances out a lot. But at the end of the day, less games. That's what I think. Not and I th- going. I ju- I think they just they don't want to lose that money right now, even though it's going to be a better product in the long run. And I don't know, but it's it we're it feels like we're reaching like a bubble's about to burst point with yeah. the with the load management issue. It's an issue, right? Uh, these poor people. It's not cheap to go to a game, and these poor people save up all this money to bring their families and the guy that they paid you know, the one thing they're going to be able to do all month as a family or who knows for how long or, like, the big thing they do that year, you know. Man, I've seen... Steph, I, Steph Curry's being set. I've seen, know? like, people from different countries fly out here and be like, I flew out here to see, you know, Luca play or whatever, and he's not playing. And it's like, he's and he's not injured. It, I'm, I'm not saying this exact example, but I'm just using an example. You know, it's yeah. like... If this dude is sitting out for load management, and yes, you can't you can't know that fans are traveling and stuff like that, but that's not the point. The point is that there sh- he should not be sitting in the first place, and this would be a non-issue anyway. But it's just a it, you know it is upsetting. I would feel upset for those people as well if I was them coming all the way out here to see a player that you love and that you think you know maybe this is a once in a lifetime opportunity for you to be able to see him play, and he doesn't get to play. It's like. It's a bummer. I I don't feel like I get it uh, totally. So like, which like, part? Like I'm spoiled, right? I live in Los Angeles. Sure, Lakers tickets are very expensive, but every one of those teams gets double the amount of games in this city. You know, does it bum me out when someone's like coming off an injury or is rested in both games with the Celtics? Yeah, missing Robert Williams when he was supposed to be cleared to go in December sucked, but those games were still fun. Yeah, but. Like, you know, and I'm right down the road from Staples and you have two teams in the in the building for now. And those games are affordable for the less cared about team. And so I do feel like spoiled in that regard. I have a lot of opportunity to see all these players in the NBA. Right. Whereas like, you know, Oklahoma City having Embiid sit out, you know, it's going to break some hearts and it's going to be another year before he comes out. And who knows if he can go then? I get it. Yeah. And that that's kind of like a there's a similar situation this week um usually you know me and my dad typically go to a bunch of these games together the Bruins games and he's like I don't know if I can make it to the game on Thursday I'm like this is this is your only chance to see McDavid you know it's like and it is like it's a it's a spectacle to be able to see a guy like him play 
So I'm like, we got to make this work. He, whatever. He put on a he put on a show. Yeah. <laughs> or no, that was that was that was in Edmonton. Right. And I'm like, I just don't want to be on his highlight reel again in Boston. Right. But it's just you know it, it's a similar situation. It's like you're not going to go to Edmonton. So no. how many times are you no. going to get to see this guy play? It'd he, be a bigger problem, I think, in the NHL. Right. With how many of these cities are not destination cities at all. Yeah. Totally. I've been talking a lot about going to Sacramento and all I've ever heard in my entire life is how there's no need to go to Sacramento. And that's how compelling this Kings team is. <laughs> like I want to go see the Kings play. I want to see the beam get lit. It's a fun team up there, you know, but I don't, care how, I don't care how fun the Oilers get. I'm never going to Edmonton. <laughs> and I know I live in the same state, but it's still an eight hour trip. I'm committing to. Yeah, or, true. Still a flight or whatever, you know. Well, it's not. I want to get up to Seattle, but that's not easy. You know, saying you live in the same state is not really fair because, it, like, you're literally the entire west coast of thank you the country. Yeah, it's like being it's literally like, driving to Maryland. Yeah, it's like going to a Baltimore game. Yeah, of some sort. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it's, good, it's I, not just take it back. Or like going to see the Wizards play. It's not just being like, no, nah, I'm in the. You're in the same state. It's not that it can't be that far. It's like. No, it can literally be that far. Which also, by the way, there's no, there's nothing that would entice me to go drive to a Wizards game if I lived in Boston. <laughs> Unless Michael Jordan was playing. Yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. But, no, yeah, we, we kind know, of spun off into this load management thing. Maybe it is that. Maybe it's annoying. We did need this win. Uh, I'm concerned. To, to circle back to your question from probably 10 minutes ago at this point. Yeah, I'm definitely concerned. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not on Badger's level by any means. Uh, <laughs> but he has a right to be frustrated, and he has a right to feel the way he feels. I mean, I I think this team is th- showing some major issues. One of them, I I really do think is coaching. Uh, I'm getting sick of the no timeout thing. Uh, it's not working, so it's getting annoying. Um, ample opportunities to finish tonight's game uh i dude i like i don't know whether or not to talk about grant williams because i don't know if I'll you stop. have to you have to talk i don't about know if it. i'll stop all right we'll get to it hold on um i yeah joe joe's bumming me out uh i don't like his lineups i hated i hated his overtime lineups which was the same thing twice until marcus followed out why is why is grant in that lineup and then they stuff him back in at the end of overtime after he blows tonight. Fine, I guess it's right now. It, <laughs> I guess my problem with Missoula is Grant Williams. Why is he playing these minutes? So he goes out last night, a, a horrible game. All he's had in like the last two games going into tonight is like four points and six turnovers and like not a great plus or minus. And he's usually on, like, the good efficiency lines, but he's not adding any, like, he can't make threes now for some reason. Then Bill Simmons says that on his podcast last night that comes out today, and he comes out and he goes four of five from three, four of four in the the first half. Hot start. Way to go, Grant. Showing us you can still shoot, because that is, to me, that's the only reason he was earning playing time on this team, is because he can make threes. Because for everything he is with good IQ and whatever, he does technicals. He gets into in, tr- in foul trouble, complains to the refs. He 
turns the ball over. You know, like there's enough blemishes where if he's not if he's not hitting threes, I don't see why Sam Hauser doesn't get those minutes. I know there's defensive matchups that make that very different, but like I'm confused why Luke Cornett didn't play much last night when we only had Al and size was hurting us. Mitchell Robinson is a problem. Luke Cornett had like 10 offensive rebounds just swatting the ball over his head tonight. He can get some of those against any team because he's a big dude. But no, you're playing Grant. Grant makes these threes. And if you didn't watch the game, allow me to walk you through it. The Celtics blow the 10-point lead within with like three, three left to play and some crazy run by the Cavaliers. Uh, then... Cleveland gets a call at the other end that sucks, but it stands, and it's two fouls. And it was such a bad call that we kind of get the favor back, and they call Grant. They call it that Grant Williams got got a shooting foul on him at the at the at our end with .8 seconds. Dude, I I even felt this as a Celtics fan, even just watching the Donovan Mitchell one, because the Donovan Mitchell one came with like time on the clock, so it's like. That's annoying. Tony Brothers isn't going to reverse this call because there is contact. It's a bad call. It's going to stand. But that then making it that they had to call this Grant one, I think, is worse. I don't think we deserve that foul at all. I would rather it didn't come. Especially now because Grant goes on to miss both of the free throws despite talking so much shit during all of the free throws to everyone that he will make them both. All the Cavaliers get into his head. Amazing crowd. Amazing head games. But low-hanging fruit, baby, Cleveland. I'm not giving you that much credit. This is on Grant. The moron misses both of them, plays four, sits for the next four minutes of overtime because he's too distraught to handle himself on the court. We could use his fresh legs because everyone's dead tired from how much they've played in the last two nights. Comes back in, gets a three-point opportunity to tie it. Doesn't hit it. And Grant Williams is the laughing stock of the league tonight. Yeah, that was that was bad. He he memed himself with that. Everyone is talking about it. Uh, all the big NBA Twitters, not just Celtics. I'm gonna make them both. I'm gonna make them both. Missed them both. 0.8 seconds. Even if he hit one, this the the chance. The, Cleveland didn't have a timeout, so they got to throw it the length of the floor with 0.8. There's just no shot. We win the game. All he has to do is hit a free throw. And the dude is just so much talk. So much talk during the halftime. There was a the league pass thing had this like mic'd up Grant Williams thing, and you just see like the body language of other people while he talks on the team, and like the obvious stuff he said. Like he he went up to like Jalen Brown and said something like, "Yeah, keep finding opportunities for your teammates. Keep keep shooting out there." Blah blah blah. And I was just like, "Shut!" Like I'm just like, "Shut up, Grant." I mean, he's literally Marcus like, Smart, the like annoying turning and brother. ignoring it. I know. Yeah. And and I've said this on this podcast, and I, it just like it rings truer and truer for me. No one wants to play on a team with your annoying younger brother. Yeah. That's not a good quality. It's not. Now, I don't think it bugs this team so much, but I don't think they love it. Like, it's not a problem, but I don't, I don't think he adds to this team in a way that he's going to command. I am so glad we didn't give him a contract. I don't want to give him a contract that's more than the the – Restricted free agency, like whatever, whatever, I'm forgetting the term, but whatever, the qualifying offer, that's what it is. I don't want to give him more than a qualifying offer. Prove to me who you're going to be. Who am I paying for? Because I'm tired of paying for guys at this level for the flashes they show. Put the proof in the pudding. 
I'm, it's just like it looks like he's out of shape again. It looks like he can't jump again. He came in this year and he could dunk. I, he doesn't look like he can dunk again right now. Yeah, I think you put it perfectly. Like it, it really, his whole career is just flashes. Like you're like you have there's potential there, and and there is there are definitely areas or things that he's helped us in in the past. But it's it just seems like it's kind of fallen off a little bit. And that's why these rookie deals are like kind of genius. Yeah. Because you have the proper window. And we've had the proper amount of time to say, this guy's not worth more than a qualifying offer at this point. And the way he wanted to talk business, like what we needed to sign him with for before that deadline, he thinks he's worth more than a team-friendly deal for what he should be within the system. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. And if someone gives him a ton of money... I don't want to match it. I was going to say, let him <laughs> go. Yeah, I mean, Grant it, Williams. It, there's a and lot of. I baggage. wish this could ring more true in a certain way, but after this week, and we'll get into this, why I really don't think this is good news for the Celtics, specifically this week. But Grant Williams, ideal future Nick for me. <laughs> wow. Okay. But now the Knicks are now the Knicks are good, so I don't want them to go over there and succeed. Well, that's and that's that's why I was I was a little. So that's what I'm saying. Before that, like last year. Gosh, He's, yeah, go to the Wizards. <laughs> go annoy Porzingis. Wherever you go, you're going to be annoying. Oh, totally. That's just and, that's just his character at this point. And he's kind of screwed next because I like, I don't think a lot of people are going to. When you come in as a in as a rookie and you're trying to like find your footing with these people who know you and they maybe get let you get away with more because you know them, he goes into another locker room just like this and it's like someone I think someone's going to tell him to shut the f- up. Somebody might do that on the on the Celtics at some point. Well, I think they do it in a more endearing way. Yeah. Like Tatum does it pretty openly and like sarcastically, like an older brother. I think someone's yeah, going right, to maybe right, right. get in his face and tell him to do it. Totally. I, I, I'm so good on him. I'm good. I'm good. I don't, the flashes we've seen, I don't care if he plays like that guy. I don't like the vibes. I'm out on Grant Williams once again. Well, hopefully he can turn that around for you somehow. Not coming back. Anything, (laughs) anything he does from here on out is trade value. Okay. He would have to win finals MVP for, for any, any, for getting out of this. I'm done done with them anyways the Knicks are good and they're looking like a first or second round matchup for us and that's scary because we didn't beat them really this year except for once Cavaliers same thing only time we beat them was last week uh don't don't love this how we look against the playoff teams that we may have to face in the first or second round uh is poor and we're we're done playing them until then yep I believe this was the last Cavs game. I'm pretty sure it was the last Knicks game. So that was our sample size. How's the sample look? Infected, sick, diseased, ill, bad. We can't play those teams well. What's going to change from here to there? It's not a health issue. I, I just, I really don't believe it's a health issue. It's can these teams do it to us four games out of seven across two weeks? That I do. That I do think is in our favor a little, a little more. I do. I do have but an issue. But they just did it all year. 
I, I am concerned about the mentally, like how mentally tough this team is also. Because I, I don't I don't think that they're... That goes back to the coach to me. I don't think they're as mentally tough. No, I, I don't know. Because I felt that way in the, in the Golden State series last year, in the finals. Like, I just don't feel like they're as mentally tough as they need to be, where they need to be. Um, clearly, the maturity level of players like Grant and, and probably some others isn't where it needs to be as well. Um, I don't know. That That's the thing that concerns me is can they overcome, you know, issues in the playoffs? Not, not health-wise, not scoring-wise and stuff like that. It, are they mentally prepared to make a deep run? And I, and I don't know. I mean, I mean, we got outplayed by Golden State, but I also think that the, the – mental toughness of of them and their experience is what really got us last year too so that is still my concern with this team yes Tatum is becoming more and more of a leader and more of more and more of a superstar every day but as, as we see as we've seen one player can't do it all and also if for some reason he is out because he is injured or whatever it's basically done anyway you need the right pieces yeah. And what I'm seeing right now is we're still short on the big end. We're not playing Luke when we need him unless we absolutely have to. And clearly there's not a lot of confidence in playing Luke. Got Mike Muscala. He shoots threes. Great. That's it. We still need a big to me, especially because Rob Williams can't stay on the floor. It, it, we just we got to call it what it is now. Yeah, another it sucks. new injury it sucks, but it's just that I this is his career until it's not to me now. There's there's no confidence in having Rob Williams on this roster right. for any sort of long, longevity for me. Well, I don't know, man. I hope I hope that they turn it around over the next few games because they desperately need to get back on the right track figure it out um and i have confidence that they will i'm not i'm not the badger but it's been a bad look the last handful of games yeah and i and you know i still believe in this team but there's of course we're not far we're not far in a way that i don't even know if we still are i, don't, I doubt we still are at this point but we are not odds on favorite to win the title anymore yeah i'd put i'd put us in the conversation but not too. You know, uh, we're, we're a contender, but oof, beatable. We're a beatable contender. That's a bring this, our, and we can beat. We can beat ourselves. It's very true. I mean that we've seen that many times. That's what they did all last year, right? Even in the end, and I, I do think experience was a big thing. But yeah, I think to, just to further your point a little, it's like, is last year's ex- experience in the loss going to help this year? I don't know. I don't think I don't so. See, I don't. I don't see that it is right yeah. now. It doesn't feel like it is. Yeah, right now I have I have no reason to argue that against you. I wish I did, but I have nothing. Because again, I think it affected those two guys, maybe three guys, saying Marcus and uh, the Jays. You know, maybe they. You know, that was good for them. I think Al. I think Al's putting forth. Al's aging in reverse. Still, it's crazy. He's doing everything the, the week that he Al, can do the, for to help the, the week, team. Yeah, the week Al Horford just had and the fact that we can't talk about Al Horford the whole time because they blew every one of those games sucks. It's a, that's a shame to Al Horford. He, Dude, he played out of his mind all week. I'm so glad we have him. 
But, you know, I think Al was going to be Al regardless of the finals experience. It's good that he got it. But, you know, maybe Jalen, Jason, and Marcus, it helps. Well, not but that's not that's not enough to win. It's not to not mention to for for Al, like he is going to give it everything he's got. He knows that his window is closing and fast. Like, yes, he he is. It seems that he's aging in reverse, but like we know that he is on the tail end of his career, and so does he. So it's like and when he came back last year, I was like, he's like, I expect to start on this team, and I was like, all right, pal, yeah, like, we'll see, <laughs> yeah. And now it's like Al Horford is far and away a starter on this team no matter what he's just doing everything he can because he wants to win and and he again he knows that this is maybe his last shot you know maybe you know over the next couple of years like this couple may be years, it. yeah yeah so it's like i want to get that that championship before i'm done and like this is my chance and he's always been able to shoot threes but he really is like at least plateauing if not getting a little better at the three-pointer and that's going to allow him to stay on the floor in a meaningful way longer into these, you know, next few years. So. He's got such a weird shot to me. Oh, it's, I call it. The, I think of it as the catapult. <laughs> yeah, it's like over his head. It's kind of yeah. sick though, because you can always yeah. tell. Like, yeah, he. You can always tell that it's him. Like, if you if you look away and look back quickly, I can always tell immediately who's. Oh yeah, who's silhouettes, shooting. no yeah. matter what. Yeah, silhouette from behind, you'd have it. Yeah. Um, Five, five threes, six threes last night. Is that good? Is that good? (laughs) Not good enough. (laughs) No, no. Al's doing everything and then some. This team's got to figure it out. Jalen was just tired tonight. I'm happy Jalen got back to back 40 plus minutes. That's what the playoffs are going to be. But honestly, I'm cool with uh, facial fracture boy getting a little load management next game. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry if that cancel me if you must. Well, it's. You could you could blame that on an injury. Yeah, Batman's wearing a mask. Yeah, he still looks so sick. Yeah, I, I think we have that. For I the think rest he's gonna wear the mask until he wears every Celtics jersey, and then he'll take it off, just so that he they have all the photos of him in a mask and all the different types of jerseys. Yeah, I want the playing card. <laughs> the um, card yeah. So not to uh, not to bring this down too much, even though this has been pretty much bad the whole time yeah i don't think we can go too much lower but let's see it i wanted to ask you if you had seen a video today that no not celtics not bruins and very very unfortunate did you happen to see turner get drilled in the face no i heard about this dude it is graphic it is ugly and I hope he's all right. I mean, I know that he got rushed to the hospital, but like it's pitch, pitch or a hit? No, pitch right to the face. Jeez. I'm pretty sure it was even in the first inning because I, I I actually texted a buddy of mine who's a, who's a diehard Red Sox guy, and I said, "Do you think that that was like intentional?" And by intentional, I mean like was he trying to hit him, and then the pitch got away from him, and it went hit him in the face, and he's like, "I don't see why anybody would be throwing at a player first inning in a in a." uh spring training game but so no i don't think it was intentional but it just when you watch the clip you're gonna be like how did that even happen i mean i suppose you could say that about every time a player gets hit by a pitch in the face it's like how did that even you you guys are professionals there's no way that was an accident right but i mean even professionals like can't be perfect all the time but yeah i mean i think it's i I think the combination there too of shaking off the cobwebs 
for both of them. Yeah. Uh, you know. No, nah, he, you know, he maybe that maybe that same pitch. I, I haven't seen the video, but maybe that same pitch comes at his head in June and he's, you know, he's out of the box, out of the way. I don't know. Yeah, well, you're going to have to to give it a watch and see what you think because it's it's pretty bad. And uh, anybody who hasn't seen it that's going to watch it, just know that it is pretty graphic as far as baseball hits go. And he's pretty much dumping blood uh, while he's on the ground. So it's stayed conscious, though. Yeah, as far as I know. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't I, I only saw the hit. I didn't see them like. Did they have to carry him off? Like, how did it go? You know, I didn't see that part of it, but yeah. um, so hopefully he's all right. I, I, Red Sox I, can't catch a break, man. It's almost like it's like karma for trading good players away or something. <laughs> Jesus, sorry. What happened? <laughs> Hello. Uh, check. All right, waiter. Check. What I want to say here, uh, we are going to talk some Bruins, but I got to oh, yeah. start with, I got to start with, we got our guy. Pasta Whoa. is officially signed. Yeah, baby. To the tune of you're paying more for your tickets next year, baby. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> that I don't want to talk about, but <laughs> I, I can I can only be so upset. Next year is the hundred year of the Bruins and, and it's gonna be it's gonna be an awesome year. I'm really looking forward yeah. to it. Hopefully they I do a the lot math. of cool things the, for fans. I did the math but... and uh yeah, I'll I'll help you pony that up if you need to. Yeah. <laughs> no brainer. Yeah. No brainer. Um uh, um, but, uh, actually, so funny thing is I, I found out what number, so they send out renewal emails, right? And you renew your season tickets and the earlier you renew, the more like, uh, benefits you get from, I don't know. They have some like, some season ticket holder gifts that you get to choose from. And the earlier you renew, the more points you get towards the gifts that they offer, Right. So I found out today that I was the <laughs> I was the ninth person to renew. Wow! Out of however many they have, five you know five thousand or whatever, 5, however 000, many season yeah. ticket holder accounts there are. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, that was pretty funny. Nice, dude. Top ten. Top ten, baby. Top five next year. Let's go. Oh man, I hope so. You got to be in the same like you got to be in the top tier, right? Of gifts or like you think number one overall. I don't know. Gets it. Hard to say. Maybe I can trade myself up in the draft and see what happens. You should. <laughs> say you'll give him Grant Williams. <laughs> no. No way. That'll put that'll put me down in the draft. Yeah. But anyways, we did. We got our guy. We got Pasta 11.25 over 8 years. 80 No. What is that? That is math, but it's a lot of money. 90 million. Hypothetically, I don't have to worry about uh, David Pasternak playing in a different colored jersey until I'm th- almost forty, and hopefully never. Ideally, never. Yeah, but just the fact that I don't need to care for that long. Damn, we're getting old, great. huh? Yeah, we'll wait. <laughs> we just wait till the contract's over, dude. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be talking about it on this podcast in eight years. Yeah, you remember we when will we signed them, and now what's gonna yeah. happen? And now, yeah. I don't know why I have like an old guy voice now. I'm only 40 years old. I remember yeah, back you, in our day when. Shiny. <laughs> I remember when Pasta wore the glasses and sang the Barbie doll. <laughs> so are you happy with that contract? Like, I know you're happy that he's re-signed, yeah. but are you happy no, with the great. deal? I honestly think it's a little discount. <laughs> I really do. Well, the way I see it is like. If you... man got paid, I would have I given him 12. I know, But like, yeah. 
you got to think that whatever McDavid's next contract is, whatever the next best player's contract is going to be, it's going to be more than that. I think I think hockey is trending in the direction that in three years we're we're ecstatic about that contract. In three years, that contract might look like a like a like we got him on a deal again. Yeah, like that's how what I'm we thinking. like how we felt when we had him at seven. I think that's highly possible. I really think hockey's growing in a very positive way. Uh, and if and the I cap keeps going up, that to ESPN and TNT, yeah, specifically that. Yeah, that's what that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Revenue increasing cap, and I I think we're gonna look at you know the caliber player we have at eleven million eleven and a half a year, and be like, damn, this guy's going for twelve to fifteen now. So in true sports hub fashion, also also there's there's the world where he launches another gear or just maintains 40 to 50 goals a year and it's a steal at that price too. right yeah exactly 50 goals a year that's a steal at that price um but in true sports hub fashion tim uh the, they, the, they finally finally get this deal done right mm-hmm. and the very next day or maybe even the same day they're they're talking um i like the deal but i don't love the player that's literally what they're saying now. They like that the deal got done, but they don't like the player. David Pasternak has never proved himself in the playoffs. David Pasternak turns the puck over. I don't like the player. What show? Uh, uh it was Felgren Mass, of course. They don't. They don't watch hockey. I'm just saying. I'm just telling you. This deal, all they talk about when it is, it's like, well, Don Sweeney can't get anything done, and he, he's never going to get this deal done, and then he finally does get the deal done, and they're like, oh, that's great, but we don't like the player in the first place, so we uh, we don't really love this deal. It's like, what, you know, I, I know that we've kind of talked about this a million times, and it's, you know, beating a dead horse, but, like, what what do they expect from from people who listen they just are doing it to get people to get all like they're getting them all riled up that's it. It, it i feel like we're in a time where like espn and mainstream sports hot takes have like i don't want to say like declined but they like at least like cooled off or like plateaued a bit and like boston media and like i, I used to listen to la sports radio and i don't do that anymore. <laughs> uh, way more in the podcast now. Um, but I used to have to like go on, on drives, and it was I kind of liked a couple of the shows. Max Kellerman used to have a show on there, and I, I I like Max. Speaking of hot hot take guy, but on local radio, he didn't he wasn't as crazy. But it's just hot take fest in Boston, and a lot of the people aren't even from there, and they just love antagonizing. Because the the rise out of fans and it's just any publicity is good publicity and talking shit's a good thing. So therefore, I don't see it going away. Yeah, I mean, if the, if that deal doesn't but get not done, like they've tried to sign a guy who's like a decent human being and understands the sports he's talking right. about. Since then, I haven't heard of any new show. It's all the same people. I know Adam Jones went over to EEI and I saw a clip of him the other day, like mocking Celtics fans after a win and saying he wish the Celtics lost or something. Yeah, like it's horrible. Like like podcasts deserve to skill deserve to kill Boston sports radio, they yeah. really do. I'm not saying we're doing a part of it, but I I'm not upset if we're chipping in. It's no, for garbage. sure. 
It's just it's garbage. Just, if, if something in that situation, it's like that deal doesn't get done, and then all they talk about is how they would have given him twelve million and how it should have gotten done, and you can't let a, a generational player like that walk away and blah 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 blah. Like, I mean, give me a break. It's just I just wanted to point it out because I mean I know I'm pointing out the obvious at this point, but it's just it really is. It's obnoxious. It's like what more do you want? No matter what happens, like they're going to want the opposite. He's the biggest Bruins goal scorer in how long? Thirty years. Yeah. Sounds kind of good. <laughs> biggest Speaking- Bruins goal scorer in thirty years has pl- played. Excellent on any line that he's put on on this team. All-star, beloved. Sells a million jerseys. Involved in the community, goes to Sox games, loves the Celtics. Yep. Involved in TD Garden. Hell, he's involved in in the revolution. That's, well, I got to get him over to FC. I'm just saying, like, to (laughs) to the point where, like, the guy, the guy loves being here. He wants to be here. Obviously, a reason why he signed an eight-year deal. But it's just like this is the guy that you want. If you let a guy like that walk away, it's it's like we're back to the Red Sox thing. It's like you're letting these guys like Mookie Betts and all these didn't other dudes wanna, walk. Didn't, didn't they want to trade him for Patrick Kane at the beginning of the year? No, I, no way. I, I heard something insane about Felger and Maz. Patrick Kane, the Ranger. Yes, the Ranger Patrick Kane. Who cares? Didn't help him beat us this weekend. Yeah, I don't think they've won since he came over there. And if he if they did, he's a minus four. Is that good? No, it's not. That's confirmed bad. You know what is good? Tyler Bertuzzi coming out here, getting an assist on the first goal, um, just getting it right out of the way. No, no knob on his stick. What is going on with this psychopath? <laughs> That guy's sick. Dude, he's a lunatic. Bertuzzi should star in a horror film, dude. The new Chainsaw did you, Massacre, but like no mask. It's just toothless him running around. Did with, you like, hear them ask face. him about it? No. Dude, that that was the best part, and I think it's actually one of the other reasons why. I just I, saw Chicklets like, comment on it. Dude, like, they asked no, him, no, why are you raw dogging the stick like that? And he said, sometimes I'm lazy. which is way funnier than him just being like it's just how i like to play hold on i want to i want to dive head first into that sometimes i'm lazy (laughs) celtics don't have an equipment guy they have a full equipment staff right (laughs) so this dude must just not accept it when anyone else does it for him i don't think never i don't think never had a knob tape that. that he liked yeah yeah, and I get it. I know a lot of guys love their own shit. But For sticks. I, I, bet there's, I bet there's some in the league that... Yeah, probably. They tell them how to do it. Like, sure. Yeah, make it like that. You know, I like it. Like I've seen all these guys talk about all the curves they put on guys' sticks and how they like that, and I know that's different than taping them up. But, like, he's <laughs> so particular about it that if, he, if he's too lazy to do it, he's not having one at all. So like, good. Like, the backup plan doesn't have, doesn't have, like, equipment guy just throw something on quick for me. Even between periods, dude, it's wild. I love it. I love him. Uh, I love this team. Um, Ten straight wins. No, no concerns about the Boston Bruins for Tim right now. No Not concerns. right now. Zero right now. Knock on wood. 
The only concerns. Uh, okay, I think you're gonna need to take that back. You said not right now. You're gonna have to take you that said back. Not right now. Next week. Should we should week. we hold off for for additional info for more intel on a couple injuries before we uh, dive into that? Oh man, I mean, obviously, I am concerned about those injuries. Yes. Let's give but it I some time. Think, I think we I think we can win. I think we can win with them. Still. I agree. I agree with you 100. I just. You know, I would love to see these guys get back on the ice. Taylor Hall, Nick Fleener. Taylor Hall, Taylor Hall, massive get on the ice. I think the, you know, heartbroken about the Nick Felino injury, but I think the best part is Nick Felino is still in that locker room, and that's where he's most important. And nobody's been ruled um, out for the season yet. It doesn't look good, but yeah. but there's still hope. These guys don't want to be done. Of course not. They're going to do everything in their power to to not be done for the season. So yeah, no. Uh obviously some some concern there, but I still have, you know, every every ounce of belief with or without those two guys suit being able to suit up for the rest of the year. I really do. Obviously it's a lot better if we have them both. Obviously it's a lot, lot better if we have one of our top 6 guys, but or I guess he's still on the third line, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Which just is ridiculous how deep the team is. It's ridiculous. Well, it speaks to why I, how we're able to be dealing with this right now and be like, we're all right. Right. We're all right. That's not, it's not as good. But. Well, I hope to have some encouraging news on that front next week or at least an answer as to what is going to happen, you know, like whether they're out for the season or, or what. But I feel good, man. I feel good about this team. I feel good about the situation that they're in. 10 straight wins is no joke, especially when you're already, you know, way ahead of everyone else. Um, On pace to beat the best NHL record at the moment. And it, it's something stupid. It's like they need to go 16 and 6 or something. Like they, I don't, I don't even see them losing six games the rest of the season. I think that's a poor stretch for this team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is, uh, it's about 50% of losses combined with. <laughs> overtime and and regulation. Yeah, they this team's lost thirteen times, five of them in overtime. It's just stupid. It's just it's unheard of. Fastest team to a hundred points. Yep. I mean, they, they just that, keep breaking records all year. Let's hope know. that we can go all the way. I'm ready. Me too, man. I'm ready for playoffs. March scares me. Yeah, there's a March, lot of games. March is the months where I'm just like, can we just like close our eyes and be the same team in a month seriously at least for the celtics but like win (sighs) time will tell time will but until next week when we get some updates on some of these players get some updates on if they're gonna start uh winning over on the celtics side um i think we we just throw it to our boys like always badger again Nah, no, sorry. our other boys. <laughs> I'm just kidding.